This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So first, a disclosure. I had planned this video for several weeks now, before the massive events in the secular world of politics had really kicked off. So don't take anything in this video as any kind of purposeful commentary on the secular news of the day, as important as all that is. That having been said, today I have an approved warning from a mystic of the church that offers some clarity on the three days of darkness, the events preceding that event, the rise and fall of Antichrist, and the restoration of the true Catholic religion and the smashing of the errors of the modernists. So let's dive into this. As usual, this video was made possible by this channel's patrons who had access to this video several days before the general public, as my thank you to them. Today's message comes from Sister Jeanne, or Sister Jean, of the Nativity, who warned us of the arrival of a false religion that would run in open opposition to the Catholic faith and ensnare many of the faithful. She describes the state of the world. She gives allusion to what may be the great warning that other approved mystics of the Church have made reference to, and she makes reference to the works of the Antichrist. Today is a snapshot of what she saw that gives focus on our day and the arrival of the Antichrist and the three days of darkness. I will absolutely revisit this topic in the future in order to provide more details. But first a little about our mystic. Sister Jeanne Leroyer, who took the religious name of Sister of the Nativity, was a French nun who received a series of apocalyptic visions in the 18th century. Sister Leroyer's visions were recorded in the 1817 book The Life and Revelations of the Sister of the Nativity by Charles Genet. In the intervening centuries, her visions have been all but forgotten by much of the faithful who are interested in these kinds of messages, often overshadowed by the message of Our Lady of Fatima, as well as the unapproved and often suppressed events that some believe to have been messages from Our Lady, but are problematic messages that should be avoided. But Sister Jeanne's writings are relevant to our times, and seen in the light of the message of Fatima and Akita, they should be chilling. Her warning should, at the very least, inspire repentance for your sins and a sort of filial fortitude to cease committing the sins that separate you from God, as the time may very well be drawing short. Now, on to her messages. First, let's take a look at Sister Jeanne's visions of the state of the Church leading to the material chastisement in the three days of darkness. I see that the century which begins in 1800 shall not yet be the last. The reign of Antichrist is approaching. The thick vapors which I have seen rising from the earth and obscuring the light of the sun are the false maxims of irreligion and license, which are confounding all sound principles and spreading everywhere such darkness as to obscure both faith and reason. One day I heard a voice which said, the new constitution will appear to many other than what it really is. They will bless it as a gift from heaven, whereas it is in, effect, in fact sent from hell and permitted by God in his just wrath. It will only be by its effects that people will be led to recognize the dragon who wanted to destroy all and devour all. One night I saw a number of ecclesiastics. Their haughtiness and air of severity seemed to demand the respect of all. They forced the faithful to follow them 
but God commanded me to oppose them. They no longer have the right to speak in my name, Jesus told me. It is against my wish that they carry out a mandate for which they no, are no longer worthy. I saw a great power rise up against the church. It plundered, devastated, and threw into confusion and disorder the vine of the Lord, having it trampled underfoot by the people and holding it up to ridicule by all nations. Having vilified celibacy and oppressed the priesthood, it had the effrontery to confiscate the church's property to arrogate to itself the powers of the Holy Father, whose person and whose laws it held in contempt. I had a vision, before the Father and the Son, both seated, a virgin of incomparable beauty, representing the church, was kneeling. The Holy Ghost spread his shining wings over the virgin and the two other persons. The wounds of our Lord seemed alive. Leaning on the cross with one hand, he offered to his Father with the other hand the chalice which the Master held in the middle. The father placed one hand on the cup and raised the other to bless the virgin. I noticed that the chalice was only half filled with blood, and I heard these words spoken by the Savior at the moment of presentation. I shall not be fully satisfied until I am able to fill it right up to the brim. I understood then that the contents of the chalice represented the blood of the early martyrs, and that this vision had reference to the last persecutions of the Christians, whose blood would fill the chalice thereby completing the number of martyrs and predestined. For at the end of time there will be as many martyrs as in the early church, and even more, for the persecutions will be far more violent. Then the last judgment will no longer be delayed. Sister Jean's vision of Christ and the hint of the time frame before the spiritual and material chastisements should be interesting. One day I found myself in a vast plain alone with God. Jesus appeared to me, and from the top of a small hill showed me a beautiful sun on the horizon. He said dolefully, The world is passing away, and the time of my coming draws near. When the sun is about to set, one knows that the day is nearly over, and that night will soon fall. Centuries are like days for me. Look at the sun. See how much it still has to travel, and estimate the time that is left in the world. I looked intently, and it seemed to me that the sun would set in about two hours. Jesus said, Do not forget that those are not millennium, but only centuries, and that they are few in number. I understood that Jesus reserved to himself the knowledge of the exact number, and I did not wish to ask him more. It sufficed me to know that the peace of the church and the restoration of the discipline were to last a reasonably long time. Woe, woe, woe to the last century. Here is what God wanted to show me in his light began looking in the light of God, the century which must begin in 1800. I saw by this light that the judgment wasn't there, and that it wouldn't be the last century. I considered, thanks to the same light, the century of 1900, until the end, to see positively if it would be the last. Our Lord made me know, and at the same time made me doubt, if it would be at the end of the century of 1900, or in that of 2000, but what I saw it is that if the judgment arrived in the century of 1900, it would come only towards the end, and that if the world exceeds the century, the one of 2000 will not pass without the judgment intervening, as I saw it in the light of God. Alright, so the phrase, in the light of God, has left numerous commentators, myself included, with the eerie feeling that this is meant to be understood in the same way as the Fatima message, which would be delivered some two centuries later, for a reminder. Quoting the message of Fatima. 
After the two parts which I have already explained, at the left of Our Lady and a little above, we saw an angel with a flaming sword in his left hand. Flashing, it gave out flames that looked as though they would set the world on fire. But they died out in contact with the splendor that Our Lady radiated towards him from her right hand. Pointing to the earth with his right hand, the angel cried out in a loud voice, Penance, penance, penance. And we saw in an immense light that is God, something similar to how people appear in a mirror when they pass in front of it. A bishop dressed in white. We had the impression that it was the Holy Father. Other bishops, priests, men and women religious going up on a steep mountain, at the top of which there was a big cross of rough-hewn trunks, as of a cork tree with the bark. Now, here the light of God may refer to the great warning from heaven that illuminates the consciences to the state of their, of their soul, before the chastisement, as said by Sister Faustina, among other saints of the church, prior to the post-conciliar era. This, in theory, would enable the arrival of the second Pentecost for the church, the sort of restoration of the true Catholic religion and the end of modernism, likely in the aftermath of the cataclysmic material chastisement. Now, Sister Jean's warnings describe the time before the rise of the evil one, before the rise of the man of sin, the son of perdition, a.k.a. before the rise of the Antichrist. I see in God that a long time before the rise of Antichrist, the world will be afflicted with many bloody wars. Peoples will rise up against peoples, and nations will rise up against nations, sometimes allied, sometimes enemies in their fight against the same party. Armies will come into frightful collisions, and will fill the earth with murder and carnage. These infernal and foreign wars will cause enormous sacrifices, profanations, scandals, and infinite evils, because of the incursions that will have been made into the church. As well as that, I can see that the earth will be shaken in different places by frightful earthquakes. I see whole mountains cracking and splitting with a terrible din. Only too happy will one be if one can escape with no more than a fight. But no, I see come out of these gaping mountains whirlwinds of smoke, fire, sulfur, and tar, which reduce to cinders entire towns. All this and a thousand other disasters must come before the man of sin. I saw in the light of the Lord that the faith and the and our holy religion would become weaker in almost every Christian kingdom. God has permitted that they should be chastised by the wicked in order to awaken them from their apathy. And after the justice of God has been satisfied, he will pour out an abundance of graces on his church, and he will spread the faith and restore the discipline of the church in those countries where to become tepid and lax. I saw in God that our mother, Holy Church, will spread in many countries and will produce her fruits in abundance, to compensate for the outrages she will have suffered from the impiety and the persecutions of her enemies. I was the poor people, weary of the arduous labors and trials that God sent to them. They shall then be thrilled with a joy that God will infuse in their good hearts. The church will become by her faith and by her love more fervent and more flourishing than ever. Our good mother, the church, will witness many amazing things, even on the part of her former persecutors, for they will come forward and throw themselves at her feet acknowledge her, and implore pardon from God and from her for all the crimes and outrages that they had perpetrated against the church. She will no longer regard them as her enemies, but she will instead welcome them as her own children. Now all the true penitents will flow from all sides to the church, which will receive them into her bosom. The entire community of the faithful will pour out their hearts in hymns of penance and thanksgiving to the glory of the Lord. I see in God a great power, led by the Holy Ghost, which will restore order through a second upheaval. I see in God a large assembly of pastors who will uphold the rights of the church and of her head. They will restore the former disciplines. 
I see in particular two servants of the Lord who distinguish themselves in this glorious struggle and who, by the grace of the Holy Ghost, will fill the ardent zeal with the hearts of this illustrious assembly. All the false cults will be abolished. All the abuses of the revolution will be destroyed and the altars of the true God restored. The former practices will be put into force again, and our religion, at least in some respects, will flourish more than ever. I see in God that the church will enjoy a profound peace over a period which seems to me to be of fairly long duration. This respite will be the longest of all that will occur between the revolutions from now until the general judgment. The closer we draw to the general judgment, the, t the shorter will be the revolutions against the church. The kind of peace that, that will follow each revolution will be shorter also. This is so because we are approaching the end of time, and little time will be left for either the elect to do good or for the wicked to do evil. One day the Lord said to me, a few years before the coming of my enemy, Satan will raise up false prophets who will announce Antichrist as the true Messiah, and they will try to destroy all our Christian beliefs, and I shall make the children and the old people prophecy. The closer we get to the reign of Antichrist, the more will the darkness of Satan spread over the earth and the more will his satellites increase their efforts to trap the faithful in their net. When the reign of Antichrist draws near, a false religion will appear, which will deny the unity of God and will oppose the church. Errors will cause ravages as never before. Her description of the work of Antichrist is chilling and worth closing on. Quote, Antichrist will kill the Pope, probably by crucifixion. As a child of ten, he will know more than anyone else in the world, when he is 30, he will begin his real work. Fifteen days after the ascension of Enoch and Eli as into heaven, terrible catastrophes will come upon the earth. M most severe tidal waves. Tidal waves inundating much of the earth's surface, culminating in a thick darkness over the entire earth. This, of course, harkens back to the released portion of the Third Secret of Fatima, and by now it should be obvious that the Vatican didn't release the full message, for reasons too numerous to detail in this video. For now, it is sufficient to say that this message does as well line up with others presented by the likes of Alois Erlmeyer, which I have on this channel if you want to haven't seen it, and other visionaries who had insight into the coming cataclysm and the restoration that follows. So what do you think of this? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.